So, three, two, one, and we're live. Hey, everyone, welcome back to Let's Take This Online with me, Digital Hoos. Now, before I introduce my guests, always, I'm, I'm going to start doing my podcast, introducing the way things are going to be from now on or have been. Uh, this podcast is not scripted. It is purely me winging it and trying to learn on the spot with my guests, which is something I enjoy to do and something I want you listeners uh, to enjoy with me. I, want, I don't want you guys to feel like I'm taking you down a path that's not, I don't know, organic so for me it's super authentic it's just about me talking listening to my guests um the minimum i will do is if a guest writes a book i'll make an actual effort and read the book <laughs> that's that's what i'm gonna do and that's what i did with our, our our current guest right now we have rachel in the house who is a author of the book called at home anywhere it just got dropped in beginning of november yeah november 5th um and i really honestly i've, I've, I've been really enjoying the book that's actually legit, <laughs> really nice to hear. enjoying the book. Oh, awesome. Do you know what I like the most thing about it is it's very genuine. Mm. It's coming from your perspective and I think you're being very open. I try. Yeah. But was, that's that's okay. nice to hear because, you know, the first readers are mom and like family and, and people. <laughs> so to hear from a stra relative stranger yeah. is, is always good. No, it's, yeah. I really, really, really enjoy it. Um, what, what made you want to go that direction with it? Like the personal direction? Like, very, very, like you're like quite open. Uh, yeah. Like it's very personal and then yeah. you use your personal then to create learnings for people. Mm -hmm. but why do you go that route? I don't know another route, uh, I guess. Yeah, I think I've, I've always written, but this is the first time I've written yeah. based on an experience. And I kind of thought if people don't feel it, they're not going to get anything. I completely agree. So I tried to go... But it's funny because my parents actually kind of freaked out and called me and said, are you did okay? I like, we didn't, we didn't know this was so bad for you. And I was like, oh, like, what did I say? I forgot. I was like, yeah. what did I say? Um, but I, I think I just didn't know another way to do it because I know how I relate to books and how I have to feel. I have to feel okay. something. So well, what was your, what's your, before writing this one, what was your favorite mm. book ever to read? The Alchemist. I hate okay. to say that. I feel like everybody says that now, it's but it was probably 12 years ago, 10 okay. years ago. The Alchemist was the first book that I felt spiritually moved, but it was mm. fiction. Like it was yeah. technically fiction, even though he bases everything on his own life and yeah. stuff. But that was the first book I was like, whoa, that was like, I feel different now after reading that. Interesting. For yeah. me, I don't know why, I, I, I'm slowly trying to formulate uh, my thoughts on this more, is why do I always love to read? I think for me is, I used to love to kind of dive into a world that wasn't mine. Mm. So fiction kind yeah, of. Yeah, for me, that's yeah. what I started off. Fiction, yeah, specifically yeah. Uh, fairy tale okay. uh, and science fiction, stuff like that. So yeah. for me, Lord of the Rings yeah. hit hard. Oh, yeah. Like, like for me, I've, I think I read him. I'm not lying, maybe 14, 15 times each That's book. a lot of work. Yeah. I, and this <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about from, from like the age of like, I don't know, 12 yeah. till today probably. Every now and then I'll still pick it up. So kind of lost in, in the world. Yeah, but yeah. For, but it's so weird when I look back at it. Today I read the book. If I go back and I read it, I'd like to read it because of the artistry of the book. Mm -hmm. While Because I think Tolkien is a genius. Yeah, I think he's an absolute sure. genius. The worlds he created. I think he created, I was reading some crazy statistic, either 40 or 400 languages I think I think it's forty. Four hundred. Either one. Is. Yeah, forty <laughs> languages. Each one with an alphabet, a grammar, yeah. and like the history of it, like Elvish, and then it's you had crazy. high Elvish, and then woodland elves. It's yeah. something ridiculous. But when I was a kid, I used to read books to escape because I, I had low self confidence for me, and I used to get mm -hmm. bullied a lot. So that was yeah, escape yeah, for sure. Did you ever have anything like that going on, or you never had? I escaped. I think I'm trying to think of books that I read 
Unfortunately, and I talk about this in the book, I grew up with parents in t- that were very into self-help. So I feel like I yeah, started reading nonfiction book. a lot earlier in the, mm. fo- in the form of other people's like biographies and okay. stories. I was really drawn to, I guess, losing myself in other people's lives okay. and how they got through things and how they kind of like the hero's journey in any fiction book. Okay. right? But the hero's journey of people that mostly women that I was like, how did you do that? Yeah. You really struggled through something that um, I'm curious about. Which, which biography really? Is? I remember, this wasn't that long ago, this was after university, so I'll try to go back to my childhood, but reading Angelina Jolie's biography, um, I think I went through a bunch of stuff as a teenager yeah. that I felt was like, you know, we we create this story that it's like, oh, I'm the only one that ever went through this and my life really is, sucks and is really hard. Yeah. And so who's somebody like that that has like made their way out of that even though they went through it and i really i guess related to angelina mm. jolie because i'm like she went through a lot of stuff she's a little bit weird like yeah, people yeah. don't get her but she's still very successful so you have no idea i, I i've heard stories but i guess i need maybe I check it out good book maybe no i mean no but okay. <laughs> it was interesting to learn this was like pre pre brad pitt i think so this okay, was in that time when I okay, was interested in her and like post Billy Bob Thornton, but okay. pretty, yeah. I suppose she had like some weird relationship with her father. Was it, is it brother, John? Brother. Brother. Yeah. Is John Voight's her dad? Yes. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right, interesting. Anyway, um, I want to know the reason, why did you want to write the book? Because obviously, was it purely because you just want to document your life and then use that to help others? Is that mm, purely the reason? No. Okay. It, it was selfish in a, in a way, okay. um, but... So I'm a big journaler and like self-reflector and I try to like always? coach myself through everything. Yeah, I've always had a diary okay. like since, I don't know, forever. Awesome. I picked, I, I started journaling maybe three or four years ago. Okay. And it's been awesome. Yeah. There's so many different ways. I think when I was little, like, okay, mm. young girl, I was just writing today, this is what happened and mm. this is how I felt about this. And now I don't know about you, but now I'm like, this is how I'm feeling. This is the goal yeah. I'm working towards. Yeah positive affirmation gratitude exactly you know so is, yeah. my journaling has definitely evolved from i guess diary style to just like trying to solve something yeah. in my head or i ask my myself life. questions yes in my right. journal and then i'll yeah. do a weekly reflection where yeah. i'll go back and i try to answer those questions yeah and i see okay cool what was it and then i try to see if there's any content from that perfect yeah yeah the reflection of it so i was always writing i guess from that perspective but with this book specifically to answer your question i was just journaling one day and i was in that kind of feeling of so the background of the book is the depression that i went through moving to buy from from Mm. north america just to give context and i was like what do i do with myself it was the first time i hadn't worked in 15 years the first time i was just kind of at home you know supported by my husband which as a i guess an american woman is like taboo to just be yeah. like housewife so <laughs> it's I more was, the ethnic side yeah i guess but i was sitting there journaling what do i do what do i do and i said okay write down your story document your story that mm. was part one part two was i went on amazon and i said where's the self-help book for this like i read so many self-help books about relationships yeah. and life and self-love blah 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 where's the book for this because i need an answer like i need to get out of this feeling and i went on there and i'm like I don't see one like the first I think the first book I found was written for a woman who moves from the U.S. to Asia, can't speak the language, is homeschooling her kids. How do you deal with like hiring help and the culture shock mm. and et cetera? And that that was not my experience. One, I was moving from my husband, who's not American, who's yeah. not white to a country where 
honestly, the transition is a bit easier because I don't have to speak another language. It's very westernized in yeah, a sense. Yeah. So the culture shock was not there. It was more the, the personal journey. Mm. So I thought, you know what? I'm just going to pitch this to a couple of publishers and see if it's even worth me like really going yeah. in and writing it. And so I talked to a publisher here in Dubai and one in the U.S. And they both said, yeah. I think this is a great, we don't see something like this out there. I think it's great. We want to do it. And then I had to make a choice. So the book kind of came to me through journaling and then mm. testing the market to see if it was even worth it. And then getting the reaffirmation from You're, the publisher. You published with Kira? Yeah. All right. I had I on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. No, it, was very, it was very, very cool listening to her, how she came about the whole world. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. And... Uh, How's the, how are the reactions so far? Where are you getting? Good. Besides mine. Good, yeah, yeah. They're good. They're, they're <laughs> overwhelmingly good. I yeah. think the most, the meaningful, most meaningful messages, one was my grandma who read it in three hours and was like oh, texting wow. me saying, this is amazing. How Oh, God, Grandma, don't hurt me. Uh, 75, 76 She's still ish. young. Yeah, yeah. Good for her. She learned WhatsApp because I moved here, so she's, oh, yeah, she's on it's it. Not, it's not a thing in the States. <laughs> no, Everyone went Insta messages? No, sorry. Just the, 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 iMessage. iMessage, or, yeah. yeah. So grandma and then the, there are women here who have messaged me and just said, I can relate to everything you're saying. Like, I feel like you I'm in this page in this story um, and it's so helpful. And what I love is that people say, because I give a disclaimer in the beginning, like, take your time. Don't yeah. rush through this book. And I've had people say, you know what, I'm I'm taking my time. I'm really like sitting with it. And for me, that's been the most meaningful mm. thing because I was in self-help. I grew up and worked in the self-help world so long yeah. that I saw so many people, okay, I'm going to hire this coach and read this book and like, why isn't anything better? And just jumping from book to book or person to person mm. or online guru to online guru with no difference. And I think for me, the difference is like slow down, actually integrate what you're reading and learning, take notes, go back, do it again. Don't just read and then, okay, throw the book down and get another book. So hmm. hearing that people are actually doing that is really, really nice. What Do you, do you think there's, I don't know, just because we're, we, we're on the topic, do you think there's a problem in the self-help world? Do you think so? For sure. What, what is it? What do you think? <laughs> there's so many. So for background, I am not a coach, but I worked for life coaches, dating coaches, business coaches in the U.S. and Canada. As so a? Business manager, copywriter, okay. event manager, community manager. I was like their right-hand person. Yeah. Um. The problem in the world is, and one of my coaches, Alexi Panos, uh, shared this on her own podcast, but basically because there are so many people that see, oh, I can have this lifestyle freedom, I mm. can make money this way, okay, I'm a coach, or I'm just going to post motivational quotes and then like inspire you to buy my first online product without actual training of not necessarily even certification, but working with someone that's saying I'm, and this is what Alexi says, is passing down this knowledge and work to you so you can help other people. But especially if you've never had your own coach, don't go out and be a coach. Like if you've never run a business and actually made money, don't become a business coach. Mm. And there are so many people in the industry that are doing that, um, that are just seeing like they're studying and buying a course on how to build an online business and then they do it with very little experience so mm. that can be a problem because internal work is so intense and personal that you have to know what you're doing to be able to support no, I completely people. agree yeah i've recently yeah. seen that it's exploded here in dubai yeah everyone's I was so i was like no no that's not going to be an industry in dubai it's like coming over. Right I'm like there's so many <laughs> it's so and many people i've had some I had some. Some I think are legit, and then some I don't think so. For sure. Uh, I'm not gonna say because I'm not gonna be that kind of yeah, guy. But yeah. um, I, I don't know. For me, is 
I, I don't know if I'm sold on it yet. I'll tell you why. Like, I went through my own transformation life yeah. at the age of 26, which is five years ago. Yeah. But I did it on my own. Yeah. And it was hard. It was grueling. Mm-hmm. It was grinding. And it took me years and years. Mm-hmm. I always always try to think back is that if I had someone legit with me helping me, mm-hmm. would that have made it better or made mm-hmm. it worse? Mm-hmm. And that's always where I kind of go, mm, I don't know. Mm, and the right person will make it better. The wrong yeah. person will make it worse. Is, it's, I don't know. Finding the right person, especially these days, everyone's, you know. Just spewing a bunch of BS. I don't know. So who's yeah, legit. if if someone like say you're looking for someone, uh, first of all, I hate to say this about like new coaches because I think a lot of new coaches can be really great, but work with someone with who has been around mm. or who will let you talk to their past clients. So I work with Preston Smiles, who's Alexi's husband, mm. um, and I remember he would have clients or that people that were trying to work with him call me or message me and say, "How was it working with him?" If someone's not willing to re- like let you talk to their past people, that's a reflection of their legitimacy, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, yeah. I always think about like if someone's gonna be like a life coach, I need that person to have gone through something in life. Yeah. You can't have had yeah. like a you can't have, you can't be you can't be like you you can't have no self awareness. You can't right. have any empathy exactly. and expect me to be like, all right, cool, you're a good coach. Yeah, you have to have gone through something yeah. and then transformed yourself before yeah. you can. That's always a, for me, it was always a problem. I realized maybe it's human nature. I think people love to give advice, especially on things they have no mm-hmm. knowledge about. Like yeah. when you go to the gym, the first person who's going to start giving you advice about the gym is the person who's never been to the gym. Yeah, or that just watches YouTube or something. Yeah, right. And then you <laughs> yeah. go, all right, well, you have never, like, a, like, for example, when I started my podcast, I had a ton of people criticizing mm-hmm. who've mm-hmm. never done a podcast. Yeah, right. And I look at them, I'm like, all right, cool. Thanks for your feedback. Mm-hmm. Which podcast have you done? Uh, yeah, this launched, exactly. and they'll be like, "Oh no!" I'm like, "All right, cool." So, yeah. like, you're not helping me, right? I know, and maybe maybe your heart's in the right place, yeah. but you're not helping me. Yeah, it's you know interesting. I, mean? I don't know why I had the same because I've run some events here, and I had someone reach out to me, yeah. like, "How could you be charging for an event about people making friends?" And I'm just like, okay. "Yeah." I don't know what events you've yeah. ever run, but so, I mean, there's context to that as well, sure. but I think you're right. And, but it's the same thing. Like I could have opinions about somebody who's a mom, but I'm not a mom yet. So that's really not fair of me. No. It's not fair of me to voice. Maybe we have thoughts, but yeah, yeah. why are we, why do we need to share and them? And you are going to go try to impact their decision-making and stuff. And you're coming from a place of no experience. Yeah, exactly. So right. it doesn't yeah. make sense. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, did you go to that last event, uh, the, re- the success resources one, a couple weeks ago? I didn't. I actually have not gone to any of the events here. Okay, yet, look, so. it was interesting. I would love to get your here. Here's here's where I liked. Here's where I didn't like okay. it. Right. Obviously, everyone's there to sell their course mm. in the end. Right. The, okay. the ticket prices were not expensive. I think yeah. it was two ninety nine dirhams, which is okay. not much for two days yeah, and yeah. like ten plus right. speakers. But everyone in the end was trying to sell the courses, except two mm-hmm. people. Gary Vee did not sell because I don't think mm-hmm. he needs he to sell. He yeah. doesn't like it at all. Yeah. yeah, He has, I don't know, half a billion dollar company, yeah. VaynerMedia. And then there's Harry Singh, who seemed like a really cool guy. He, he, I, the first time I met him, I really liked his story, and he didn't sell. Mm. Everyone else sold. Mm. My problem is after, like, for, especially there was a couple of guys, I think, from either Hong Kong or Singapore or something, or Vietnam, and so, somewhere in Asia. Yeah. And my problem is those two guys sold heavily. Mm. The entire thing was mm. a thing. And I think that lost it. Yeah. It lost the value for, sure. for me as an end user. For sure. Right? For me, is I like why do why, I think why do people love Gary Vee is because he never asked for anything. But you're going to buy his stuff, not because yeah. he didn't ask, but because he I'll gave you shoes. information. I'll buy his shoes exactly. because I feel like loyal to him for exactly. help. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
So I don't know what's your what's for your perspective on on that. For me, it's like I just like those two guys. Even Ty Lopez, I'm sure you know. Who he is. Yeah, of course. He came up. I actually liked him. I didn't mind his son because he he actually went up. He's like, listen, I have this thing. Yeah. He was yeah. so nonchalant. Yeah. He's like, he's like, it's not gonna make me that much money. Yeah. If you want it, it's this much. Yeah. If you don't, yeah, don't I don't like care. Yeah, that's like his total mood. All yeah, the time. and I I actually liked that. But then yeah. the guys, the Asian guys who came in and just sold heavily. Yeah. I'm like, you lost it. You lost yeah. it for me. I wonder, and I don't know, I can't speak to it, if that's um, a regional thing, like an expectation of people from a certain part of the world feel like they need to sell and push, and mm. that's the way it works there. So maybe mm. that, I don't know, I can't speak to that. I can speak to events from the U.S. and Canada, and I think it's also up to the event organizers to say this is a non-selling event. Like yeah, I think sure. that's very much a responsibility of what the people running yeah. it want to do. And well, that, I'm pretty sure they got a cut. I'm sure. Either yeah. that or they're in it to make money also. Sure. So it's, wants it, money. it's a responsibility of everybody. One thing I didn't like as well, there was someone from Tony Robbins' camp there. Mm, yeah. And they were trying to pull, like, they were pushing a special deal. Yeah, I literally yeah. just picked There's, up my phone. Yeah. I went to Tony Robbins. It yeah. was the same, same deal he had yeah. on the website. And I found out three days later with Black Friday, it was even cheaper. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, come on, man. Yeah. Come yeah. on. Like, I'm like, for me, I think about it from the business side. If I'm an end user and I, anyone can pick up their phone on Google. And if it's the mm -hmm. same one, then you're not giving me value. If they actually gave a special deal for that does not exist. Exactly. And then you feel, all right, cool, this is a good value. But yeah. I don't know, for me, I'm trying to I'm trying to comprehend the business of all this of speaking coaching yeah. and I just I think it's a problem in the industry for a second one to answer your previous yeah. question is that so I studied copywriting yeah. and how to sell and yeah. the way that a lot of people are still teaching it is that you have to create scarcity which means for anybody listening like the sale it lasts three hours yeah. like you said but you found it three days later so people are still teaching and people that are like are want to make money and doing and do this for themselves think that's the only way to do it and that's why it's perpetuating yeah. like we learn in copywriting you have to they literally will say like hit someone's pain point like hit the deepest part of what they're feeling that hurts so that they see your solution is the thing that's going to yeah. get them out of it like literally people say this and tell you this and this is an advertising in general yeah. right so the speaking world and the coaching world definitely feeds off that yeah so they were they were trying to do the scarcity thing where it'll be like the first 50 people yeah yeah but course. then everyone got the yeah. deal all yeah. thousand oh i'll make an exception for the next first 50 2, but, but then like even after even during the break the same yeah. discounted price yeah. was still up yeah. you can go get it of anytime course. so for me it's like if you're going to say that, at least take it away. Yeah. Like I know some coaches that I, Amanda Francis is one that I followed and she's like, no, it's over. It's over. You can't get in. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> then at least she's I, I respect the that. Truth. I'm yeah. totally for that. A hundred percent. I'm on board. Yeah. For me, it's always the lack of authenticity of for these sure. coaches. Yeah. And I always look at the value to the end user. And I think that I feel that the value is not there, mm -hmm. which makes me go. And that sucks. Yeah. That sucks for end user. Yeah. yeah. I think I hope it's changing. But if you're going to be a coach and you're in scarcity mindset of there's so many coaches and I have to compete and like that energy just follows everywhere, right? So yeah. that's why they're doing it. It's from a personal place of I don't think there's enough mm. for me or I'm not going to, I'm going to lose it all. Yeah. So that's, yeah. Interesting. All right, yeah. cool. Uh, enjoy that tangent there. <laughs> yeah, let's, good. I, I, I love tangents. Uh, yeah. Anyway, let's go back. To, I want to go back to the book because I, I do really yeah. um, find it interesting. Um, you moved a lot. Yes. Right. I yes. think that that's, that's the essence. That's like the crux yeah. of it, right? But I, I will say I didn't move internationally yeah, it was within a lot the States. as much as like, because there are people who have moved like moved countries every sure. year. That's not really the case. So I, this book helped me realize I moved 
13 times in my own city, like pretty much every year um, because my mom and I had financial issues and Mm. other issues or lease was up or whatever. I've never owned a house, had a family member. My mom has never owned property, right? We were constantly moving. Then I moved to New York, New York City, from where I grew up in New York State, Toronto, and and now here. Yeah. Yeah. Question, but you started, the the big chunks of your move always came kind of in your adult life, right? More? How about when you're like your early adult, like your early like, Kid life, kid life, life was just the house. The house was different, but same general town okay. area. So I'm wondering if you yeah. moved a lot as a kid. It obviously, impacts the way you make friends and and your growth. Yeah, my school growth. stayed the same. So my okay, schooling so and the friends in school was always the same. So not so much there. Yeah. yeah. Have yeah. you? Do you still keep in touch with any friends back in the states? Or just because like you one, moved someone? Okay. Like, but that's because of uh how we were anyways like our mm. friendship anyways i actually spent keep in touch with more people in toronto than i do so i lived okay. in toronto for two years yeah. and it was more recent so i'm more in touch with those mm. people than like people growing up in the states now in the states i keep in touch with my family and like my i have so many cousins and They're now still we're new york? yeah in buffalo so okay. i grew up in buffalo new york. i've never been to buffalo um, okay. it's right near niagara falls so yeah. it's super close but I my cousins and I are now becoming adults, so now like we're becoming friends. Whereas when mm. we were little, it was more like, whatever, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. you're you're there and we're playing, but not so interested. Yeah. But now that we're adults, like we're, I'm building friendships with them, which is really interesting. Do you, do you ever have family members fly out here? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So our first year last year, like five people came. My husband just wanted to pack them in, so I would yeah. feel would feel better, I think, and helps. But my cousin came, mom, dad. My parents were divorced, so they came separately. Okay. So that was like two trips. Oh, yeah, friendly divorce, or yeah, yeah. Okay. They divorced when I was two, and okay, they were fine. luckily, I mean, kept me out of everything and were really nice to each other. Okay. So I had a, a good experience in that sense. Um, but so yeah, my aunt, uncle, or my aunt and her friend yeah. came. Cousin, like five or six people came last. How, year. how do you? How did they find it? Don't you find it weird when, when you come to Dubai and then you learn everything? Then you have someone yeah. coming from the states and then you watch yeah, yeah. their reaction. Yeah, yeah, and everybody's different. Yeah. Everybody was different and everybody, like each visitor was different. They were interested in different things or wanted mm. to see different things. So I saw different things, okay. um, which was cool. It was, I was learning exactly with yeah. them because it was still what, my like six month here or something. So, yeah. Well, yeah. where's your husband from? He's Malaysian. Malaysian. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But very different family dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Very, very. <laughs> Malaysian. He's Malaysian Indian. So okay. there's Indian. Very element, close to the family, right? But. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so close family, immediate family, not yeah, not so okay. much extended family, but yeah. Well, that's interesting. Usually they're also the extended family usually plays yeah, a big part. Yeah. They have their own family yeah, dynamics. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can, I can so, relate to that. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not, I don't speak to any of my extended family. Yeah. yeah. On my own reasons. All right. Cool. Back to the book. Yeah. Loving the tangents. <laughs> cool. Um, what's, what's the, what's the end value you're trying to give people? What's the point of this? The point of the book so it's written for someone who has moved either cross country across the world, but the end point of the book it really has nothing to do with that. In the yeah, sense I don't think it has that, anything to do with no, physical it, movements, it right? It doesn't. Yeah. Um, the the sense is so it's you know f- having a foundation within yourself that you can kind of handle whatever's going on around you. Um, and I wrote it through the lens of okay, you're going through this transition of moving, but I wanted people to feel like they had a a tool to to within themselves like you said you brought yourself through six years of this whole process like how can you do that for yourself and i hope that i relayed that through 
it's part story, part, okay, here's journaling prompts and mm. things so people can start to do that for themselves. This is the first book you ever wrote, right? Yeah. How did you find the price, the, the process of writing a book and getting it published? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good indication. Yeah, exactly. It was great. I had an amazing editor, Talia, with yeah. the DreamWork Collective who helped to guide me and edit it. The book looks nothing like my first draft. Okay. So it was very, my first draft was like, okay, get everything out kind of thing. And then with all the suggestions, it became a very different, but much more organized and uh, flow. They originally start under 200 pages. Was it more? It was way more. Okay. And then I was like, it's so short. Like once it was done, I I wanted it to be physically like, you know, a bit thicker. Okay. But I looked at it after it was edited and I was like, I have nothing more to say. I feel like the, what the core of what I want people to understand is here. So I'm not going to fill it up with extra things. That makes total sense. I'm actually thinking like, it seems like it's more and more a trend. People are trying to condense it more because Mm. I think the, maybe, like I love reading three, 400 page books, but I think the average person is not. Yeah. And I, you know what? I I, I would love to know, I would love to see books that are like a hundred pages, but still hit home. That's a hard one. Yeah. That would be really interesting. Even under 200 pages. That's a good challenge. It it must've been hard to hit your, your point under 200 pages. Yeah. That's a good, you could do it Because even the way it's spaced out and stuff. So in reality, Exactly. It's a lot less. Yeah. If you kind of want to put in like exactly. the Times New Roman kind of yeah, style, exactly. right? <laughs> exactly. Well, the most thing I liked about this, I think, is the way you speak to the reader is very direct and it's very simple. It's not about, you don't like, you know what I mean? You don't over-exaggerate mm-hmm. things. It's not using big words for the sake of that. Yeah. Is that just pure, purely writing style? Was that reflective of the editor? I was, um, I had to learn that a okay, little bit. Fine. So definitely a reflection of the editor and okay. I kind of saying like, I made a joke. I said, okay, so when I'm like, on my fifth book, I'll be more like Deepak Chopra, right? Because yeah. <laughs> she had to say, what does this mean? Yeah. You know, for someone who isn't a, hasn't read a bunch of self-help books, okay. um, I, I learned that and it was definitely a skill now I'm happy to have okay. to write in a more concise, direct way. Did you kind of go back and look at self-help books and kind of go, all right, I don't want to do that. I kind of like that. Or you kind of just did it off memory? Yeah, I looked at two, two or three examples of the layout of the chapters mm. as far as how they pulled out like the tidbits they wanted people to really remember. Remember yeah. and understand, and I in that sense, yeah, I looked at a couple. Yeah, well, I like I, I don't know I like the style where you go bullet points sometimes, you go number sometimes, sometimes mm. it's a page with big yeah. big writing. I I I like that style. <laughs> I really enjoy it. It's different than because the standard book you read, right? I think every time you open it, you you pick up and see something a bit different. Yeah, like, see, I I love this. Yeah, absolutely love this. And then yeah. and I was like, and then for example, going to here, I love that the too. Bullets, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I yeah. think it's a break from the standard book you read. Yeah, well, that's well, I good. I, I didn't. That's... I wasn't thinking of that when it was happening, but no, no, no yeah, should have been. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, it worked it, out that yeah, way. Yeah, because you just did it organically. Yeah. This, this is what makes sense to me. Yeah, I but think I it, think it is. It is a reflection of the time I spent in working for other authors and coaches, though. Yeah. Too is that I see what people need and what is helpful to digest as a, like a, a user. Or makes reader, sense because so. you come from so many years of of just watching this yeah. and like and like taking mental notes exactly. i suppose right it was finally the time for me to you know write for myself yeah. instead of other people but yeah. well, one thing you do also do well i like your your content online oh thank you i was telling kira this i'm like you do, yeah. you do you do some good content thank you i really i really enjoy i really enjoy following the page right good interacting mm-hmm. with you i mean we, we spoke probably more on instagram than anywhere else right yeah, yeah exactly. I, I really really enjoy the content yeah did you always how did Obviously, the digital world, the content game is very, very new to a lot, most yeah. of us, right? Yes, How yeah. did you kind of find yourself? And uh, was it, was it awkward for you at first to start recording? Sure. Yeah. For sure. And I think for years, if I think back for years, I was trying to find my own voice on mm. Instagram. And it was only kind of through this move in the book that it became more 
authentic, not authentic, but directed towards a specific topic. So for a while I was in that space of like, oh, copy somebody else's quote or like hmm. somebody else talked about this. So I'm going to give my version and opinion on it. But now I'm able to kind of take it in and say, what, what do I think is important? What's going on in my life right now? I mm -hmm. try to be as like uh, present with what I'm sharing so that I need to feel something when I'm posting it. Like I've pre-scheduled posts before. Like, so, okay. okay, I batch out, okay, three weeks of posts. And then I get to the day that three weeks ago I scheduled, but today it's actually publishing. And I read it, I'm like, I don't even want to post that anymore. I don't really feel that way that I did when I wrote it, you know, three weeks ago. Mm. So figuring out to me that I would just say, um, and my friend Amber Ray, who is a book that I've looked at, she wrote Choose Wonder Over Worry. She has a good post on Instagram about like, why am I posting this? And I actually quote it in the book. It's mm. like, is it, am I posting it? Because I feel like I just didn't post today and like I need to meet the algorithm. Do I actually have something to say or am I trying to prove something about yeah. myself? And if you're trying to prove something or you're just trying to post for the day, maybe think about you know, posting something else or waiting yeah. or waiting for I something. Think, I think a lot of people are now playing to the algorithm. No, for sure. Just to get those because those uh, superficial yeah, uh, we, metrics, right? Oh my gosh, now there's the bot that's like responding to my questions on my stories. Like everybody has these bots that yeah. are doing these automatic things. I'm just like, I'm not going to win long term no, no. doing any of that. I'm not going to win at all. So, Everyone playing to the algorithm eventually yeah. is going to lose. Yeah. Um, What I want to ask you is, okay, so how, how so book just came out how are you marketing the book yeah that's so, the whole thing so, yeah so um, <laughs> one thing that i do like to do in the podcast and i wanted to mention in the beginning mm -hmm. was even though fine it's completely unscripted and i'm yeah. purely winging it for my seat i do like to always ask these questions because i come from a background of in marketing course. and media and digital yeah. and i always like to give value back to the to the yeah. to, to the person to the guest and to the listener mm -hmm. so that's what i like to understand is how you're marketing the book how are you getting the content out how are you yeah. distributing it yeah so that's something i think a lot of authors should be aware of is that you have to market your book like mm. if you think you can just write it and then it's out nobody like it's yeah. really hard yeah, yeah, <laughs> to, to sell anything agree. unless you already have a huge audience so one thing that really helped me was following the journey and i wish i did it a bit more of following the actual journey of writing it like mm. documenting the that actual would have been writing cool. process i don't see any, i don't see a lot of yeah. writers doing that no so again this woman amanda francis is publishing a book in the in the u.s i'm sure it'll be everywhere but she's actually sorry okay. guys that's the alarm that means video is done so people who are watching on youtube we are going to audio only now so Bye. catch there <laughs> Um, so Amanda is releasing every chapter as she's writing it before the book is even published. She's like oh, trying wow. to like totally throw the process and say, I think I can still sell books even if I release the whole book ahead of time. I'm going to check her out. That is awesome. Yeah. I love that. So Absolutely I, love I didn't that. do that, but <laughs> I would like kind of record, okay, this is like the third edit. I'm submitting it. Final edit. This is how many pages I have. That was a great way to start. I think if somebody's currently writing, do that. Like just share the whole mm. process, share as much as you can. And then I, what people really related to with me was sharing the emotions of it for me. So I'd be yeah. like, oh, I'm really nervous or, oh, you know, this like book launch day, I'm really scared nobody's going to buy it. Or I've been, and what I shared people really liked was I've been comparing myself to Marie Forleo was launching her book. Oh, I saw her launch. So I had to unfollow her and I talked about it on, on my stories. I'm like, I had to unfollow because I'm like comparing much, myself yeah. and doing that. So She's killing it. Oh, she's amazing. She's killing it. Like yeah. I only I only knew about her literally a few months before she launched her book. Oh, okay, she, okay. she came on another podcast. 
Mm-hmm. Forgot who's. Yeah. And uh, I think it was uh, it was Impact Theory, Tom okay. Billy's podcast, yeah, which is sure. awesome. Yeah. And that's where I'm almost. Then I started watching her intently and what she's doing, what she did with her launch, genius. She's got it down. Her content game is and on point. And she's one of the. If you want to talk about life coaches, her school B school is like okay. how most coaches now have started to learn how to market their stuff. But hmm. that's an aside. Yeah. So I think sharing, if you're writing a book, sharing the whole behind the scenes, everything behind the scenes, people really want to know. People yeah. Really want to know I that. feel we live in this age now where people are caring more about the process and not the end yeah. result, which I'm absolutely loving. It's true. So now I'm working on a few projects where I'm going to start documenting it A to Z, and hopefully yeah. that'll be pretty cool. Um, I want to ask is so where do you, where do you put out content? I know you're on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Where else? On Instagram, I'm finally on Medium, which I'm loving. Awesome. I love Medium. Yeah, Medium is I love great. Medium. Um, I'll be getting on LinkedIn, but the core is the core is Instagram right now. Yeah. I'm a huge proponent of being everywhere, and I am literally I everywhere. I know. You have I know. to get on. You, one, you have to get on LinkedIn. <laughs> I know. The algorithm on LinkedIn is yeah. the greatest algorithm. It's so organic. It's, and, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You have to get on it. But you have, yeah. you have an account, right, though? You have I a have profile? an account. It's there. So okay. I have the whole strategy. Uh, my okay, friend cool. Alex at House of Social yeah. is helping me with just how to repurpose everything, okay, which cool. is amazing. Amazing. Definitely go on LinkedIn. How's yeah. your Twitter game? Zero. Gotta get on Twitter. You gotta get <laughs> okay. on Twitter. Okay. okay. Twitter's really good. Is I've I've been I've been playing around with it, right? So obviously, yeah. growing organically on Twitter is no longer there. Yeah, of course. But engaging with content on Twitter, actually, mm. so I just play around with it while I start going to other people's posts. Okay. Like for example, with media and digital, yeah. and just within a couple days of just answering those posts uh, from course. my end, I think yeah. I got maybe thirty or forty followers. Yeah. Just doing that. Which is nice. Cause I, I, but what I do is, because I, I love when you post on Instagram, it posts to Facebook and Twitter at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I'm relying on that uh, for so my actual posting. So you're just doing it immediate, like repost in those three places. The yeah. same piece of content. Uh, so I'm trying places. to find shortcuts, but then I would yeah. take a day, every day I will go and find content on Twitter, right. engage in a conversation, right. and that's bringing me followers. Right. See, I do that on Instagram. I go visit other people's pages and engage. Yeah. Like if I really feel like it, I'm not just like a smiley face. Yeah, yeah no, no. But, actual know, good yeah, value, right? Yeah. So that's, that helped me a lot, actually in the beginning was engaging with people sending them actual messages not like hey thanks for following me bye but like engaging with something they've also yeah. posted um if you can get out like five a day of those yeah. like comment or message i think that that really helped yeah. me and so, yeah. they turned into people who bought the 100%. book yeah so definitely get yeah. on twitter yeah okay fine how's your facebook game Do you have a page it's reposting instagram is okay, reposting fine. to facebook cool. right now so. how's your tiktok Oh my god! Get on TikTok. I know, I know. You know why? Because your book might be very relatable to the to the youth, right? Yeah, to the younger generation. True. And I think if I think if you put together some cool the content strategy on TikTok, I think you'd kill yeah. it. Especially right now, the the growth on TikTok. Even like I'm I'm still learning, and I'm yeah. trying a different kind of post. But even some posts which I repurpose from other content are getting 500 views, 600 really? views, and I'm like, I'm like putting no That's effort. Like yeah, you're not doing so much. I'm doing no effort. Yeah. So yeah. I want to see what happens if I do effort. You have to get super creative. Alex is also on TikTok. She's yeah. doing really well. So. Yeah. So I think get on TikTok. I think you, okay. And you don't have to do the silly dancing if you just yeah, not I'm you. Like, that's I'm not that's so not me. Creative and like that's not me yeah. either. So but I think I'm seeing more serious content on TikTok doing mm. very well, the hundreds of thousands. Okay, cool. I think you can uh, if you just I don't know. Because I think I think some people out there, especially the younger generation, who do move a lot yeah. at this age, right? Obviously, Dubai is a transient place as well, so yeah. people do move a lot. So it might bring a lot of value. Yeah. What else we got? Pinterest. You do anything on Pinterest? Yeah, I repost on Pinterest okay, so I, far. Right. I'm now. liking my I, my I really traffic from Pinterest. Pinterest. Yeah. All, by the way, all I do is take a screenshot of yeah. my podcast yeah. with a description, and I'm getting a thousand monthly views. Amazing. Which is like I'm like wow, that's I'm not doing anything. Yeah, exactly. And it's just driving traffic that's, to the that's podcast. That's smart though. You're right to go all the places with the content that you have, and then see what's yeah. going on, and then go go a little bit harder in whatever yeah. one that. That's How's your YouTube doing game? Something. It's not. 
existent. Yeah. <laughs> gotta get on I it. I got a lot of playlists of videos I watch on my own, but none of mine. Yeah, yeah. So I'm working with Alex, right, and cool. she's slowly, you know, gracing me cool. into all the things. And are you, are you, are you focusing right now on organic, or are you trying to put some paid ads out yeah, there? Yeah, so I ran paid ads for my launch event. I'm running on a, a paid ads for my launch event in Buffalo that I'm doing over How'd the do? holidays. Great. Awesome. Like, the room was full. Social media? Is that what you're focusing on? Yeah, Instagram Instagram ads. Just Instagram? Yeah. Go Facebook. Well, Facebook in Buffalo, Instagram here in Dubai, Instagram um, for events, I found, okay, is, is quite... Uh, useful so I'll, i will start running ads for the book itself okay. because i'm actually releasing like you can read a chapter for free so i'll be okay. running ad to that and then for the chapter for free did they go to your website yeah did this, they subscribe to something to get yes. it awesome collecting that first party data Absolutely. awesome yeah. how strong how strong is your mailing list <laughs> yeah it's about uh just under 200 That's right now which is like i just started so and are I'm you doing okay like weekly content monthly content yeah, weekly or yeah it's been weekly because i just started so I'm, I'm still good on that but all right cool we're using mailchimp no so i switched over to this thing called flowdesk okay i, I was on convertkit okay. i actually prefer convertkit over mailchimp um but flowdesk is uh i don't know if you know jenna kutcher from the u.s she's like no. um whatever online business person yeah she created this flowdesk thing it's definitely a more feminine look to email marketing but i'm enjoying it and they they look pretty so yeah. I'll check it out. Yeah. I'll check it out. I'll, I'll check it out. I, I'm just using MailChimp for me. For me, I'm still trying to find where the value to give to the, for, to mm. the end user or like to the end user. So I still have to figure it out. I'm playing around with it. Uh, but I'll get it. I'll get there. Do you know uh, Ramit Sethi from the US? He wrote, yes. I will teach you to be yeah, rich yeah, yeah, yeah. and whatever. But yeah. his email content is amazing. And all the free stuff that he offers is like incredible if you need another person to follow then yeah i'll check them out i'll yeah. check them out all right um are you gonna do this you turn this to an audiobook What's yes the plan? next year we're recording an audiobook for yeah, audible for sure. where are you gonna put it out audible and then we might do it on like a podcast like subscription kind of thing i don't know do you know who did a really cool audiobook and i love the way he did it you know david goggins no who's that this guy was um had a terrible life of his dad, like beating him, never sent him to okay. school, became super overweight, 400 pounds, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, lost all the weight, joined the Navy SEALs, did that for a oh, while. Yeah, then yeah. He, he was an ultra marathon runner. Yes. There's a book called Can't Hurt Me. Yes. That, so the publisher I talked to in the US was yeah. publishes. The book. way he did the, the audiobook mm. is very different. So it's, it's almost like audiobook slash podcast within the audio clip. Okay. So, he'll, so, so basically, he'll have his friend read the page, read the chapter, okay. and then they'll have a conversation. Oh, between cool. every chapter that's and nice it's, it's a really cool way of actually Engaging. doing it i loved it uh, it was very different from the usual you get a, yeah. i think you get more value from than that. just someone just reading the book so that's a really cool oh, way of interesting i'll it. check it out because kira did say she's like writing doing an audiobook is like writing a whole new book over like that's yeah, yeah. how much time it takes oh, and sure. dedication so but it'd be good to think about how yeah. can we do it i different. love the way he did it so definitely yeah. do that okay uh so where can people buy the book right now is it on amazon i know it's on amazon right yep it's on amazon.com amazon uk uh locally if they're is amazon the AE? no kino oh, okay. and virgin megastore how about has it. how about not the local amazon no Okay, fair enough. Yeah. And okay, cool. It's on there, and people can get a free chapter. And there's ebooks as well. If they want the free chapter, they have to come to my Instagram or my website. Okay. Um, it's not like published on Amazon that you can get a free chapter. You can't do that on no, Amazon. No, it's not, not published. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. yeah, that's fair enough. So yeah. But you're putting the, are you pushing that content messaging out on your Instagram? Yeah, I just so I literally just created it last night, so it'll be coming out by the time this is up. I'm sure it'll be out. All right, very cool. Yeah. Either way, I'll put all the links yeah, in the podcast description. Awesome. Guys, check out this book. I I personally have read it, uh, and I really have enjoyed it. 
Thank you. Uh, I like the way it's written. You guys have to check it out. And also follow Rachel. Um, her content on Instagram is on point. I was telling Kira this. I'm like, I really enjoy your content. (laughs) I consume it quite a bit. Thank you. And I do try to engage. And I think you're making some, I think you're doing some cool stuff. Uh, Any work, any upcoming books maybe? Yeah, next year possibly. Let's see. But nothing like that's already How long did you write this one? So this was a quick one. This was like six months. Like it was idea to to bookshelf in in nine months. You you know Karen Osmond? Yes. She writes a book a year. Yeah, she's crazy. Because fiction, I feel like, is a whole other... It's a whole other realm. Yeah, and I don't know how she does it. I don't know how any of you guys do it. Yeah. I don't know. I I always want to write a book, but I can't even imagine doing like within yeah. six months I can't even for me if I would write a book it would take years I mean, I, mean I, I caveat that and I shouldn't caveat myself but it was the only thing I was working on oh, so fair. and I mean we had a wedding and I went back to the US like three times so there was other stuff going yeah. on but um, it was the, my focus and it was I had a deadline so that's oh, fair enough it's good to have that yeah. deadline yeah. All right, also, and I think also the journaling really helped it kind of laid the, yes. the, the, the back story for, for you sure. alright guys you heard it uh, check it out for sure um, and, ch- and follow Rachel I'll put all her links in Awesome, good. Really enjoy it. Great content. Got to get you on TikTok. We're going to have yeah, to get I'll you on there. Twitter. Find me next year in January. Done. Find her next year in January on TikTok. She said it here. Yeah. And on Twitter. Twitter too, sure. I'll YouTube. Do okay. Can yeah. I just repurpose my videos? Of course you YouTube? can. Then yeah. No problem. Of course you can. Uh, have yeah. you seen Gary Vee's content pyramid? Yes. Yeah. I need to go back and like. He, and he released one recently as well. Okay. How the, to create the, si- for his birthday that deck? That was a, how to create sixty plus piece of content yes. a day. He yeah. has one before that is his content pyramid. How he takes a long piece of how he takes a long form piece of content yeah, and how he yeah, how he then it fa- breaks it down. That one's eighty six pages. The last one's two seventy pages. I read both. The guys the guys I'll legit. Go back to the it. guys legit. Mm-hmm. Even though a lot of things that I I already kind of knew, but of to kind of have it all in one holistic kind of viewpoint was pretty interesting. Of course, map it out for yourself. Hundred yeah. percent. So that, do that, uh, guys. Final links. I said it a million times, but do read the book. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Read it, and then you can hit me up and discuss it, or hit up Rachel and discuss it. Follow her Instagram, uh, and basically go subscribe and get that free get that free page, guys. Get that free page. I'll put the link. Anyway, guys, for this podcast, um, we're everywhere: um, Apple Podcast, um, Overcast, Anagami, literally anywhere you can find podcasts. Uh, now we're recording. The first thirty minutes is video. You'll find that on YouTube, probably under the name of Digital Hoose. By the time this comes out, I'll have that locked in. I haven't decided if it's gonna be Digital Hoose or let's say it's online. I think Digital Hoose. I think I like it. I'm gonna keep that brand name. Uh, so find the video content there first thirty minutes, and then we move to audio. So that way, if you like the video and you want to cut your audio, please go ahead and do that. So make sure to subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe to me everywhere, uh, but do subscribe on Apple Podcast. Um, I'm working on a couple things. I can't. When the, well, this will be released you know what this is going to be released by the time this comes out if you haven't already heard this I'm creating they'll probably have another podcast out uh, with my boy Yasser he came on the podcast we had such a great time we're like we got to do another one mm-hmm. so we're going to do another podcast um, still working out by the time you hear this the name will come out but I have no idea what the name is yet we're still winging it and uh, that's pretty much it guys uh, this is, let's take this online and we're out